Morning everybody, welcome back to Attack of Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy podcast where I repeat, try to complete every single Final Fantasy game using attack only. Uh, a little bit busy today, so I thought that I would get this out there once I've got a chance this morning, and then I can crack on my day. I've got to go up to my mum's to help her unpack some boxes, and poor Ika's not very well. She's uh, up in bed at the moment, bless her. Um, yeah, enjoy this one. All the links are in the description. I will pop in again at the end to see how it went. We bumble around underwater for a little bit until we finally find Guido's place. There are five treasure chests uh, in a sort of cross pattern on the floor here and you can take a stone out of one of them and pie into one of the empty ones. Um, this opens a doorway for you, so this should be a laugh. In one of the doors there was a button to push which moved a wall, uh, then I could go through another door go past where that wall was to stairs going down. We make our way through Guido's cave until we see a turtle in a pond and we jump in after it. We find the turtle in the middle of a little lake um, and Bart starts poking it and then it's like will you just fuck off and then Bart says like sweet Christmas it's a talking turtle so I guess they celebrate Christmas in this fun fantasy world. We learn that X-Death is looking for something in more forest. Um, and this forest was X-Death's birthplace. So apparently this here forest is a sentient thing and it doesn't like people just wandering in and out willy-nilly. Um, we learn that X-Death is on his way there to find whatever it is he's looking for. And we get the branch to get into it. It's a magical branch. And also... Galuf is completely hell-bent on revenge. I finally find the village of Moor, which is just opposite the, um, the forest of Moor. I buy some diamond armor for some people and head into the forest. We raise the branch and the forest lets us in. This dungeon is a nightmare because you're surrounded by a little circle and you can't really see anything around you. After getting some stuff out of some chests, I find a tree with a little hole in it. Interact with the hole, has this light come out and then it creates a little door below it. Going underground. Going underground, going underground. This just takes me to another part of the forest, not underground. After walking around the forest for a bit, the ground shakes and we fall over. And somebody set fire to the other end of the forest and it is burning through. Of course, that's someone's ex-death. And a Moogle comes to our rescue. He pops up from a hole in the ground and we jump in. We decide to hide out underground until the flames subside. Oh, there's a little little healy thing here as well, which is nice. Um, the Google... The Google... <laughs> the Moogle has now moved aside. So we can go back up. Well, I don't agree with what X-Death did, but I'm glad he's done it because now I can see better. 
But the items in boxes that I didn't collect are just ash now. But the wooden treasure chests are fine. Oh no, I told a lie, I just got a fl uh, flame tong. Flame tong, which is a sword. We come to the base of the guardian tree and the branch reacts and everything shuffles around and there's a pathway straight up into it. We enter the guardian tree and it seals up behind us and there are these shimmering things on top of these pillars and Bart's like, what are those? Okay, I was not prepared for what happened next. Um, it was a boss fight. Those things were sealed in this tree because they're evil and just kick my ass right it's time to try the boss fight again this time i'm slightly more prepared at least i healed before heading in or rather i'm going to after this fight okay i think i've got to take um berserk off because i need to attack these things one at a time it seems that when they get to lower health they'll cast area of effect magic which is very very powerful so i think these things are meant to be magic crystals because they use the magic attacks of the magic for crystals so like one of them uses water magic one of them uses fire um there's one left everyone's dead except for bart's uh bart's has a blood sword equipped and a flame sword too so he is healing the enemy with every hit and also healing himself so they're sort of at an impasse because this the enemies they don't use their big magic attacks unless their health gets low so i've got to reset so third time lucky and we kill them and this was xdef's plan all along the things we just defeated turn into crystals xdef summons the crystals and starts electrocuting us with them Cryo is worried about her grandpa, she thinks something's happening, and rightly so, because it is. Um, a Moogle tells her that we're in the forest, so she takes off on the Windrake. As X-Death is about to finish us off, a little beam of light comes in and knocks him to the ground, and Cryo comes rushing in, bless her. She's fucking powerful for a whatever eight-year-old, whatever she is. X-Death gets up and surrounds her with a ring of fire, throws her around the room a bit and she calls out for Galif. Galif gets up and starts walking towards X-Death, uh, shattering his crystal that was holding him down. Then he pushes Cryo out of the circle of flame, gets in it himself and I think he absorbs the fire. Now he's shouting at X-Death. Now they're fighting off against each other um Galif is doing pretty much whatever he wants he's already at zero health but he's still battling on after the battle Galif and x-death are led on the floor the three remaining crystals all hop along into x-death and x-death vanishes Galif is dying and i think this is the first time i've ever seen the party actually try to use magic spells to bring people back um Bart's tried to use Curaga, but that didn't work because you're not a white mage, Bart's. 
Lena tried to use rays, but that hasn't worked because you're not a white mage, Lena. Faris tries using Phoenix Down and Elixirs, but doesn't work. And I hope that she hasn't used one of my Elixirs. Be pissed off if she has. And then Gala flashes out of existence, and we all know that that means death. Now there's only one Dawn Warrior left, and it's the Werewolf dude. Anyway, Kryal is face down, led in the spot where Galif was. Suddenly, she gets up, and she's like, Grandpa's calling, and she runs out of the tree. The Guardian Tree is giving Galif the power to talk to Kryal from, from the grid beyond. And Galif's like, look, Kryal, you've got to fucking fight because I'm dead. So you you got to go do it, okay? So Kryal receives Galif's power and becomes the new warrior of light. Um, now we've got to go to Xdef's castle. So we fly straight over to Xdef's castle and get into a battle before we get inside. Now we're in Xdef's castle, or as he likes to call it, Castle Xdef. There are wounded soldiers all over the place who may tell us that Xdef is on the top floor. So we go up a couple of uh, flights of stairs in Xdef's castle, and then we get to a dead end, and Kryl's like, no, this is just an illusion. And then it flicks over to Kelga, who's led in bed, and Kelga's like, I'm dying, lad, this is it. The last of the Dawn Warriors is... Is shuffling off, is just gonna fuck off this mortal coil. And then Gallif's ghost visits him and he's like, Oh, Crow needs help because there's an illusion. And now Kelga's like, Alright, boys, gather around, lend me your strength, and we'll destroy this illusion X Death has created. Uh, how much more Final Fantasy can you get? And then he blinks out of existence, dead as well. Tell you what, no wonder there's no graves in this place. Everyone just blinks away. And it works. And tell you what, if I was in Bart's shoes, I would be like, I fucking wish I didn't do that because now everything looks like it's made of flesh and fire. But at least we can continue. I went back downstairs to see if anything had changed, but nope, just flesh and fire everywhere. I get to a room where I can tread on a skull switch on the ground. And this bit of flooring moves back and forwards, back and forwards. And if I stop at the right time, then it will stop at either two chests or way forwards. I managed to get a stop at two chests and get an ice brand and a Kotatsu. I think that's how you pronounce it. But I've just learned that if you stop it at the wrong point, monsters come and attack you. Yeah. Okay, I got it. I get to another room where there's a circle of skulls on the floor. Some of them collapse and drop you down to the lower level, which is just a lava pit, which isn't a problem because I don't get affected by floor traps. And it's in this room that I step on one of the skulls and get teleported to in front of this green orb thing, which looks like a summon orb. And it is, it's carbuncle. And we uh, get thrust into battle with it. Bart's goes down, but everyone else survives, and we receive Carbuncle Summon, something we're never going to use. We fight Gilgamesh again, and halfway through the fight, Xdef is like, Gilgamesh, you're a fucking idiot, I'm going to banish you. And this is Gilgamesh's beginnings from 
here on out he goes to other Final Fantasy games, screaming Bart's name and trying to collect weapons. Then we arrive at the 13th floor where X-Death is waiting for us. Bart's is all like, X-Death, you'll never get away with this. And X-Death's like, do you even know what I'm doing? And Bart's is like, no, I don't actually. So X-Death's like, well, I'm going to return the world to how it was before. And then Bart's is like, so you want to turn everything to evil? And X-Death's like, Ugh, just fuck off, mate. And goes into battle with us. I honestly thought this was a made-to-lose battle because he was kicking my ass, but it's a victory. We did it somehow. The party gets knocked out, the crystal shatter, everything fades to black, and then we wake up in a green, green, green area. And this green area is just outside of Castle Tycoon. We've managed to get back home somehow. Hmm. The meteorite that was outside Tycoon Castle has disappeared. So we head on into the Castle Tycoon to see how things are. When we go in, the Chancellor's like, Ah, finally, you've returned home. And um, Lena's like, yeah, but the king's, king's dead. And the Chancellor's like, Ah, but your sister has returned, so this causes for celebration. Faris gets pulled out to take the throne in a dress and she does not look comfortable at all. Um, and then some dancing ensues. Then you get control of Bart's and you can leave the castle, which is what I've just done. I'm going to go see if Boko's okay. Hang on a minute. There's a river. With a canyon that used to go up to the cave, there's a river. So I'm forced to turn around and go back to the castle because there's no way out of this shithole. We can't get to the princesses, so we go out onto the balcony to find Kryle. Kryle gets the feeling that Galuf is urging them to hurry along. Um, and Bart says, I know what we'll do. We'll go check out the world and see how we got back and why we got back. As we go to leave, Kryle's like, but what about those two? And Bart's just like, nah, fuck them. Then we leave the front gate and a soldier comes rushing in to tell us that the bridge over West River has been completed. Um, and Bart's has the exact same thought as I did and he wants to go see Boko. When we get to a cave entrance, Boko comes rushing out to greet us and Kryle can speak a little bit of Chocobo and she says that Boko wants to introduce us to somebody. Boko, you dirty dog. He only went and got bloody married, didn't he? Oh, yeah, he did. We get introduced to Boko's wife, Coco. Bart's is like, Boko, I've got a favour to ask. And Crow's like, he already knows you're going on another adventure. And then Boko turns to Coco and Kral says, he's just saying that he loves her. And then Bites goes, slick. <laughs> and Coco also has babies on the way, bless her. So she's going to look after the babies if they arrive before Boko gets back. Um, and Bites promises Coco that Boko will come back safe. 
I care more about these two fucking chocobos than anyone else in this game. Now we're back on the world map with Boko, and Boko can cross rivers. Yay, go Boko. You're the king. So we head north and go back into the town of Tule, the first town we ever came to. We learn that there's a boat with propellers down the south in the bird-shaped peninsula. As we're running around the world map, we fall into a hole in the ground and there's set pincers come up and try to get us. That monster is an antelon and we take it down again. Um, and a rope is slowly coming down to rescue us. When we try to grab the rope, somebody keeps tugging it back up. And it was Faris. They are very pissed off that we left them to do the princessing duties, um, but they joined the party again. When we get back on Boko, Cryo says, ouch, I got a splinter. And yeah, and Buzz is like, ah, never mind, get on the blade chocobo. So now we're back on the world map again. We come across a cave where Beedo is upside down. <laughs> And Bart just flips him over, gives him the old alley-oop. And it's here we learn that two worlds have merged together, our world and Gallop's world. He goes on to tell us that a thousand years ago, Kral's world and Bart's world were one world. They were the same. And then Bart's is like, the same? And Gina replies with, it seems there's quite the echo in here. The worlds are split to seal a void. A thousand years ago, there existed a presence of a strong evil, Enuo. Enuo possessed the power to control the void. After a long and harrowing battle, the people were able to defeat Enuo with the 12 legendary weapons. However, the void that Enuo had created could not be erased. As a last resort, the people split the crystals into two. To maintain balance, the world split into two as well. The void was sealed within the space between the two worlds, the interdimensional rift. Then they realise that without the power of crystals, the world will never return to how it once was. And then Cryo starts complaining about the splinter in her finger, and a fucking branch comes out of her, and it's X-Death. X-Death had turned himself into a tiny splinter, and he was just waiting for his moment. What is this? Xdef tells us that he plans to take the power of Void for himself and everything starts shaking. So the Void that has been summoned has sucked in uh, Castle Tycoon and Bartz and the crew try to take on Xdef but Xdef's like, nah mate, fuck you. And then Guido tries to take on Xdef and they have like a little battle and... Xdef's like, hmm, not bad for a reptile. And Gudu's like, you think I sat around seven years, seven centuries, munching on pizza? Lol, turtles reference. Then Xdef flings all of us away and we're now back outside. Guido says that we have to stop Xdef before he gets full power of the void. And then he sees something. And it's the Library of the Ancients. He gets very excited because he's a massive fucking nerd. Um, and inside is apparently a book that will tell us how to defeat X-Death. These scholars here are all very excited to see him. He calls a meeting with these scholars 
and uh, he he basically says that the world's have reconnected and Void's trying to break free and we've got to stop it and Bart's is like well we better hurry up and get in there and he's like oh Bart's 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 so eager and so stupid so we're going to get 12 legendary weapons to defeat X-Death they're in that sealed castle that I died at earlier um, to get them though we need to get these Lilligraphs um, but to get the Lilligraphs we're going to have to fight some things the first one is the Earth one and it's guarded by an Earth Guardian and it's in the pyramid in the Shifting Sands. On our way there we go through a little forest in the Guardian trees here and we vow to stop X-Death. The Shifting Sands are no longer shifting, the ground has frozen up I guess. We get to the pyramid in the centre uh, and it's called the Pyramid of Moor. Still no Lena though. There are two gargoyles outside of it and we have to fight them before we're allowed inside. Oh, I forgot to mention that we've got a special book that lets us open these doorways. So now the doorway into the pyramid is open and we're going to go on in. That was it. You made it. Well done. I'm proud of you. I'm very proud of you. That's 20 minutes that you just endured of me bumbling my way through Final Fantasy V. Uh, if you did enjoy it, Follow me at Select Attack on Twitter. Um, there's a buy me a coffee thing, which I would really appreciate. I am hooked on lattes at the moment and spooky season's coming up. So uh, I'm sure that I could would like some pumpkin spice um, lattes without the milk. Uh, she's she's not a vegan, but she just can't do the milk. Um yeah, until next week, thanks for tuning in and listening. Uh, love you all, and I will catch you next week. I'm hoping to record some extra stuff as well this weekend, some safe state bits. Cool, see you later. Oh, tell your dog as well. Tell your dog about the podcast, get them to listen. <laughs>